Hey team, welcome to another episode of the Virtus Performance Podcast. These uh, these episodes just keep piling up. Hey, it's uh, it's pretty cool. We're sixty. Oh, should have checked. I think we're sixty-seven weeks in. It's been a an elite ride so far. Uh, very very proud of what we've been able to achieve over the last sixty-seven weeks and all the cool people we've had on. Um, so to all those guys, cheers to you, to all of you guys who have been listening, double cheers to you. Uh, so if you are enjoying the podcast, please share, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff. Send uh, send a link of your favorite episode to someone. Or if you just want to uh, throw some feedback my way, feel free. Uh, the Excellence Coach on Instagram or the Virtus Podcast Instagram or send me an email at LachlanWallace@vertusperformance.com. That would be awesome. So today's episode, uh, we have the great man Richard Bowles. So I used to work with Richard for a short period of time back at Rebel Frankston days. Uh, he was just there for a little little bit. I was there as something to do, something to waste my time doing when I wasn't playing football and and coaching and doing all those kind of things and. We had a pretty cool environment and uh, we had a bit of fun together back in the day. So it's been cool to follow Richard's journey over the last eight or nine years. Uh, since that time, uh, he's been doing a whole heap of cool shit, basically. Um, to put it to put it lightly, Richard is a, an Australian world record holding adventurer. Uh, he's done a whole heap of big, long runs, trail runs, um, the longest being about five and a half thousand k's. Uh, another one being a couple of thousand k's. Another one being a thousand kilometer one, a thousand and nine to be exact, a thousand and nine kilometer one in Israel. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a bit to talk about today. So we got stuck right in. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. If you do, please reach out to Richard to myself. Uh, he also does a whole lot of motivational speaking. Oh, motivational keynote uh, we talked about motivation and inspiration a little bit throughout the podcast so yeah he does a whole heap of speaking for a bunch of big businesses uh, he's featured on Sky and CNN and Sunrise and 7 News and a whole heap of cool stuff like that so um, yeah let's get stuck in My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. People want mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> they do. 100%, 100%. I do. I was doing a video for a time the other day. I was walking through Melbourne and the guy was walking back with this crowd. Yeah. Delivered this bit of a workshop thing I was doing. And fucking the cameraman fucking bumped in the thing and he was like, and he, and he says, I'll switch it off. I said, keep it rolling. Yeah. Grow up. <laughs> Just adapt to the situation, right? And then he kept, he kept it in there. So it sounds really good and people fucking love it. Yeah. Like the guy trips over and he's like, fuck. Well, it's real, right? Yeah. Because then there's no. Yeah. And I, just, like, I used it as an angle. I just went, we're talking about adaptability. <laughs> Now's the time to adapt, man. And I wasn't going to get up. Beautiful. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I love it. Uh, Richard, welcome to the podcast. Mate, how you going? It's good to fucking see you. Oh, I love it. It's 
been a while. F bomb, seven a.m. I know, I know. Is that due to because you have a little, a little? Um, is this is this normal for you? This little secret recipe that you that you. Mate, not even not even a little bit. So here's the deal: when we come in here for a podcast, I'll people will notice the gin shelf and notice the bookshelf, and I'll off the cuff say, "Do you want a gin?" And if people say yes, then it's go time. Regardless of the time of day. Yeah, it's 7 p.m. as far as everyone else knows. <laughs> whatever time of the day is whatever time of day you're listening to this. 7 a.m., I like it. Um, just, just to just prove the point here. Just like, just... Good. Good, good, good. Um, first question for you. What gets you out of bed in the morning? That's, a, that doesn't, that's not a hard question. That's a hard thing to do. Mm. I don't care who you are. Yeah. That is, for me, that is really, really tough. I think... Yeah, look, what gets you out of bed in the morning? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good question. I mean, sometimes I, I wonder if I should bother. Because <laughs> right? life's just tough for the best part. Yeah, 100%. Like, you know, it's... I, I, I feel like sometimes I get punched in the face every single day. So then you can see why people say, what's the point of going up? I, I, I love life. I actually like being alive. Good. You know, as much as I get punched in the face, I like that. And I think that, keep, that keep, keeps you alive at times, you know, it keep, keeps you honest. But to answer, you know, it's, 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 sometimes it's a bit meaningful, or sometimes I feel like I need to be meaningful when someone asks that question. I guess for me, look, it's um, I, I'm I'm all about achievement, massively. Hence why I've done what I've done. Yeah. Like for me, I just like to be the best at something. And if you ask me why, I can't really explain why. Yeah. That I really like to just be get up, get on with it, achieve the. the Best day ever, the best week ever, the best month ever, the best year ever, um, and I, I, I that that achievement is so high up that I don't think I'll ever reach it. But that's what it's for me. I just need, I just need, I just need that achievement. Need that People say, why? Chance. Why do you want to do that? Why is it so, <laughs> so important to you? And, that's, and, I, and I think that, well, the answer to that is is that people often talk about how important a why is in your life, yeah. and I feel that if you can articulate your why. That's probably not enough. We gotta because act on it. well, why? Why? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, some of the yeah. things I've I've done, which obviously we're going to speak about today. Yeah. Sometimes I, why is not going to help me get up in the morning? Why is not going to help me move move forward? It just, it just isn't. Yeah. So I think you need to get a bit one one step deeper than that. And I think I said before, I have to I have to do this. I need to do it. Mm. And needs a really interesting word because yeah. you know if you need to do something, that's really well, a you, mo- could, you could say a bit, right? We could, yeah. but, it, but it needs a, mo- a motive, right? Yeah. And a motive is a need to take action. So you have to do it. So it's kind of like, well, you have to breathe. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, the things you have, so if you can get, get to a point where you just need to do whatever it is you have to do, then you don't think of the excuses. You don't see the excuses. You don't, they don't even enter your brain. You just do it. I mean, that's a long way to answer your question. Maybe I'll just take a massive gulp of this gin and then we'll get... Yeah, <laughs> right, that'll, that'll, that'll get you rolling. So, those punches in the face, what do you mean? Elaborate. I think we all have decision points every day. In fact, I call them shotgun moments. Yeah. And I call them shotgun moments because uh, I've actually had a shotgun stuff in my mouth. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's deep at 7 a.m., isn't it? Uh, mate, good way to start the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when you've got a shotgun, a double-barrel shotgun and stuff in your mouth, with an angry farmer on the other end of it saying, I'm going to blow your, your brains out. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, that comes back to that why, right? Why, <laughs> why, why? I mean, you'd want to run at that, that point. Yeah, interestingly yeah. crystallizing moment yeah. in your life. Now, that's extreme, yeah. but I think we all have shotgun moments every single day. Mm. And it's just a decision point, right? Yeah. Do you decide to step forward? Do you decide to step back? Do you go to the side and take a longer route? Do you run, run away with your tail between your legs? Do you give up all, all together? And that's yeah. what a lot of people do at, at times. And I'm not literally talking a shotgun, but yeah. I mean, there's those decision points every single day, every month, every moment. Should I do this? Maybe I should do this. I'm scared of this. Yeah. I can't be bothered to do this. There's all those, those things. And they're, they're those shotgun moments where you know, you've got that shotgun in your face and you decide what, what you're going to do about it. They're, they're in there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's what it is. You got, you've got to make a, you're just going to make a decision. And that's the, that's the punches in the face. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. So th- those decisions, right, they're all like... Those moments, they're all pretty relative. Like some people have a shotgun moment and it's the biggest thing in the world. And to you or someone that's been through a lot of adversity and, and tough times, those shotgun moments are just something that you deal with. What are the ways that you, I guess, work through it when you get punched in the face? Well, I've got a whole bunch of stuff for yeah. that. Yeah, it's a whole, whole bunch of different things for that. So I... Um, well, maybe we should tell these people what I've done because it's hard to talk well, about. Yeah, we'll it's hard to talk about sometimes my strategies and the tools and I guess yeah. some insights. Let's give the humans some context. When I'm not, in, when I'm not in context, yeah, because other people just go, "What? I'm not sure where it's coming from." Who are you? <laughs> Richard Bowles. Good. One and only. <laughs> and I'm not related to Camilla Parker Bowles. No, <laughs> no, to her. No. Oh, she, she well, she's, she's she's married to Prince Charles. Oh, yep, yep. So I'm, I didn't, I, I'm actually a little bit pissed with her because I didn't get an invite to the wedding. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, you should have, should have uh, sent a strongly worded letter. Uh, well, I was thinking about it, yeah. <laughs> but then I'm kind of glad I'm not related to her because she's not Probably like fair. <laughs> Could be friends, mate. <laughs> Relatives. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm, uh, I, so my claim to fame, if you want to call it that, yep. is that I've ran mountain trails that span entire nations. It's insane. So the smallest trail I've, I've ran across a mountain range is yep. 1,009 kilometres. Yep. And that nine extra kilometers is is definitely <laughs> I have to say that. That's probably relatively tough that part. Yeah, that part nine probably nine the, the end. And the longest I've done is almost five and a half thousand kilometers. So I run these mountain trails, mm. self-supported, so I have to carry all my own stuff. Um, I run on average eighty-five kilometers a day, which is two marathons back back to back. So to put so to put that into perspective, that's like running from Frankston to the Melbourne CBD and back, and back again yeah. in one day. But you throw a few mountains in there, so snow-capped <laughs> mountains, river crossings, yeah. um, you know, crocodile-infested rivers, missiles in the, mid- the Middle East, the guy with the shotgun, which you mentioned before. Definitely and I guess the story. easiest way to sum it up, and I think CNN probably did this the best, they said, Richard Bowles is a hybrid of Forrest Gump meets Bear Grylls. <laughs> and I hate it because I'm guess I'm whatever that love child is. Yeah. <laughs> Do yeah, you know what I mean? It's a weird love child. That's a weird love child. I, I hate it. the term because obviously yeah. most people have seen them. You just yeah. want to be Richard Bowles, right? Yeah. And of course, every, everybody's seen the movie Forrest Gump, right? But he's not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> Bear Grylls is fairly intelligent. Well, Bear Grylls I don't mind so much because he's English and I'm English. He, he's an adventurer and I guess I'm, I'm an adventurer yep. and he's kind of mu- muscular good looking and you know you get, you get the point right? yeah you're fairly yeah. muscular and good looking exactly good right? but the thing is he's famous for drinking like his own wee and yeah. eating all sorts of weird st- I'm not that guy <laughs> Do you know I mean? I'm just not <laughs> it could be I could be but I'm not like that <laughs> I am just Richard Bowles yeah <laughs> so, like I don't know let's go back to early, like early on how did 
how does one get to the point where they're standing at the start of a five and a half k, five and a half thousand kilometer trail and going, I'm going to run this? Do you want the the thought process that goes into that, or do you want kind of how do you get to a level where you're able to run two marathons? Yeah, back give, give me give me that level, and then we'll talk about the thought process and the mindset stuff. You, in some ways, you get there by accident, but you actually don't get there by accident. Of yeah, course, you don't. Of right? course, yeah. But um, so I actually started. Uh, I mean, I I've been in Australia 19 years this year. So I'm like, I'm, I'm Australian now, mate. Um, <laughs> and I so completely don't sound like it at all. <laughs> get there. Get there, I reckon. Um, and I, mate, I, was, I didn't do any, any kind of exercise at all, really. Really? Um, yeah, I've been to, I, I travelled through South America for eight months on the way to come and live here in Australia. Yep. I've done a whole bunch of travelling before, before that. Did it some bunch of long-distance hiking um, through Patagonia and stuff. I guess that got me kind of interested in more in the out, outdoors. Yeah. And I found myself trying to do those trails as quick as I could. Hiking, but trying to do them as quick. So if they said, well, this is a four-day trek, I said, wrong, I'm doing three. Yeah. <laughs> so I was disappointed, like, just trying to be, the, be whatever it was. Um, then when I got to Australia, I was threw myself in a corporate sales career. Um, I did quite well, but there's a whole bunch of eating and drinking that goes with that. Yep. And I just blew out. Biggest I've ever been. So I thought I need to do something about this. So I did get a personal trainer. Yep. Living in the St. Kilda at the time, running around the. I know, every time I drive, I drive past the lake now, but. Park, <laughs> you look at other parts, like, this it's is torture. The worst. That was torture. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, he got, got, this guy got me in shape, and uh, he said, You should go and do a fun run. Fun. Fun, <laughs> fun and run together. That's an work. interesting term. Yeah, absolutely. So I. Uh, I entered myself into a 5k fun run. Actually, did alright. Kind of enjoyed it. It was actually quite fun. Actually, actually, I'm quite fit now. This is, this is alright. So, is this early on when you're in Australia? So yeah, what, this is way early 18, 19 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, long, cool. long, long time. I can't remember the exact dates, mate. Yeah. Long time ago. So, I, uh, and I did another one, another 5k. And then I found this, then I did 10k. And then I found myself actually coming in kind of top 20. I was like, wow. Not bad. This is a guy for like his fat, what was a kind of a fatty kind of guy. And I've got no professional background in running and stuff, and I'm yeah. kind of signed to place. So I started taking a bit more seriously, taking the training a bit more seriously. And then started placing top five in fun runs. Mm-hmm. No big deal, it's just fun runs. Yeah. Um, so I thought, oh, I'll take a coaching course in, in running, and I'll, yeah. get, I'll, I'll learn all the tricks, and maybe, <laughs> oh, this is, maybe this is a career, right? Yeah. Nah, it wasn't. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't go anywhere with that. But look, what, what happened was basically it went from 5 to 10, 10 to 15, the half marathon, the marathon, the usual progression in running stuff. Um, I remember the first marathon I did, people said to me, a marathon will change your life. And I remember when I crossed over the finish line, I was massively disappointed because I felt my life was exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. It's not until I look back now and go, I actually did change my life. Because from that moment there, I went on to do yeah. some bigger distances. I was running the mountains, doing ultra marathons competitively. Yeah. Um, I got sponsored and stuff, and then I moved. And then I started moving into my own kind of projects and putting these big projects together. Yeah. And that's ultimately how I ended up on on this on the start line. That's insane. That's that's, that's a, it's a cool progression that because a lot of people like do the fun runs right and love that and maybe do a ten, maybe do a half. Like few would do a marathon and go. You know what? There's more. <laughs> I should be disappointed himself yeah, for doing it around yeah, 42 yeah okay yeah. what's next like yeah. what What was the was it just a natural thing progressing 
up the distances from like a marathon to an ultra or was it something that you like you know obviously achievement being something that's so well, achievement is what it's passionate about, about yeah right? you know because even now i look back on some of the stuff i've done like i ran five and a half thousand kilometers i've never really recognized it as a like oh i did that <laughs> so yeah. like, even today like I, I go to organizations and you know businesses and stuff now and speak speak what's what i do now well you say that and it's got stuff. some weight to it yeah but i just don't go i just you know mm. and, and i like the fact that i don't take it too seriously if you like because I, yeah. I feel it keeps me humble I like to think it keeps me a bit more humble but at the same time people go to me man you've done some like, you don't even acknowledge half the shit you've done and I think that's yeah. why I did so many long since trails like that because yeah. like the, actually the, the first one I did was the five and a half thousand the Bison yeah. National Trail of Australia like, yeah. the longest mile trail in the world is the first one I picked that's cool and then I was like, oh, that's not enough. Went to New Zealand, that's not enough. Israel, oh, that's not enough. But, you know what I mean? Just, just went on yeah. and on and on. Yeah, that's, that's super cool. Is there, like, we'll talk about all the ones you've done, but is there one that's still on the, bu- still on the bucket list or still to come? Well, like, interestingly enough, What's mate, next? It's, it, people always ask this. Do you know what most people ask that question? It's, uh, is the media, when you've just crossed the, crossed the finish line? They ask you what's yeah. next? Just ran 3,000 kilometres in the mountains in, in New Zealand. Oh, what's next? Oh, yes. What's next? Yeah. yeah. And I was yeah. punching you in the face. That's what's next. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> what a question is that? <laughs> well, it's interesting because, like, the, the reason I went to that question is because that drive to do something else is obviously fairly strong within you. And it's something that. Yeah, massive. Yeah. And something that, like, I can resonate with, not to the uh, running five and a half thousand kilometers level, but I can resonate with that in wanting more. But also, like, you seem like someone that's very comfortable, very happy with where you're at or very content um, with what you've done, but you're always looking forward as well. Yeah, come yeah, on. Maybe. No, maybe I'm not content with what I've done. Okay. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm not. But I, th- but I think you've, to have, like, you appreciate what you've done. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean. But then there's, what's next? Like, it's not a, I'm not going to, you're not going to sit there, sit on your hands and go, yep, yeah, I'm done now. There's that I think it's drive you, to go. I think it's when you've done it, though. Yeah. I think that's the whole, it's because I did it so it's just kind of like well yeah. you know it's like it's fair everybody else is like oh wow tell us about that it's like well I just did it so yeah, I don't find it such a how long did you deal. kind of plan them out the big ones well actually it's in, that's interesting because the ones later down the path, path weren't really planned at all it's yeah. planned right yeah. and that's one of my one of my big things I think people spend too much time in planning mode mm. and I think sometimes you just gotta go and do it right so when you when you decide to go and run five and a half thousand kilometers <laughs> in the mountains, so it takes you the best six months of your life, yeah. right? Every day out there. Um, how how do you how do you plan for that? I mean, logistically, it's a nightmare. Yeah. How do you train for that? Is another big question. You can't like if you train for a marathon, for example, you will run probably thirty. Let's say anywhere between thirty and thirty-eight kilometers. Yeah. is your longest run as you go through the training yeah. which pretty much tells you you can run 42 kilometers if you can run 38 you can run 42 right definitely but I can't go out there and run 4,000 kilometers just to see if I can run five and a half do you know what I mean like yeah. so it comes it comes to a point where you just go well I don't know I don't even know if I can do it yeah but somehow I got sponsored and got funded and made some docos and got yeah. people on, on board and I think that just comes down to that obviously self belief yeah you know you just like, just getting people and, to and, and having a crack right and just getting to the point where you probably tell yourself a million times to stop and you just push through it. Uh, more than a million times. Right? <laughs> do you, I, do you know the, I think well, the, the most interesting thing is about me is that running yeah. is far from my passion. Yeah. In fact, I hate it. <laughs> uh, sometimes... Uh, um, it's I've such been, a weird thing to say. I've been out there and questioned it. myself, like, why the fuck am I doing this? Like, mm. I, I don't enjoy this. Mm. 
But what I do enjoy is the outcome. Yeah. I enjoy the, the achievement of the whole, whole thing. And I think when you, when you know what you want, mm. you'll put yourself through anything to go and get it. I think yeah. people have their goals a bit mixed up on that. In what way? Well, I think if we go back to the very start when we spoke about whys and stuff. Yeah. Like, why do I want to go and run the longest mile around the world? To be the first person to do it. <laughs> yeah. to, why? To, be the, to run the longest mile around the world. Uh, why? Huge, huge achievement. Why? To be the f- fastest. Why? To be recognized. Yeah. Big part of who I am. A yeah. Ho- whole bunch of re- reasons why, but that's not going to help me get up day after day after day after day. Yeah. And push through that uncomfortable yeah and, and that's what interests me is because I, I guess I, I kind of look at goals and you've got the process and you've yeah. got the outcome do you find yourself able to detach from the outcome and just focus on the process <coughs> is that kind of how your mindset works yeah I detach from the outcome because the thing is the, the outcome or the goal is overwhelming yeah <laughs> cool. so if I'm doing five and a half thousand kilometers and you focus on that and the, 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 the second day I wake up in my tent and go <laughs> fuck I still got four thousand four hundred. Do you know what I mean? It's massively overwhelming. So I can't focus on the yeah. outcome. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm looking further than just the outcome. So coming full circle here, my whys are to be the first. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. But you have to find a real purpose in that. You have to find what is it that I I need out of this. Mm. And for me, it's all based on achievement. So if I achieve this, yeah. it gives me confidence makes me feel this way, makes me feel this way, makes me feel this way, you know. And, and the reason I say it makes me feel like this, 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 this is because I can't articulate it. Mm. And I think if you can't articulate it, you've got it. Yeah. Because it's just a feeling. It's much like, yeah. it's much like saying, why do you love your, chil- your children? <laughs> now, you can say why, yeah. but it doesn't do any ju- justice because you can't really explain it. You yeah. just, that's, it's that thing. Yeah. That's, and yeah, that's, that's really what drives me. That's what gets me out of bed every day. It's that, it's that thing. And when you've got that thing, mm. that is a life or death moment. Mm. That is like, I'm, I'm either going to do this yeah. or I'm going to die trying to do it. And for me, that's literally quite not actually happened. I've yeah. almost died doing some of the stuff I've done. I've been yeah. rushed after emergency departments, funny infections, and all sorts of crazy yeah. And I love that, um, that analogy by Will Smith. He said in an interview, they said, why, why are you so successful? He says, if you put me and another guy on a treadmill, <laughs> then one or two things are going to happen. Yeah. He's, he's going to quit or I'm going to die. Yeah, so that's the mindset. That's exactly what it is. That's not even a mindset. That's just a feeling. That's, that's just, just that's that's so deep inside of you. That's when you figure out what it is that you need. Mm. Not what you want and what you'd like, but what you need. Yeah. Is that innate or is that learned? Both. Yeah. We all have it. Yeah. I think if you're honest with yourself, you really know what you want in your life. Yeah. What yeah. you need to why, have. Why does so many people struggle to figure it out though? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not God. <laughs> well, no. have a crack. No, I mean it's. Um, well, I think we. I think we buy into this why idea. I think yeah. it's the the why thing. So we don't go deep enough. I don't think we go deep enough, and I think you need to keep asking yourself why, why. Mm. So I think if you ask yourself enough whys, and you need to do this on on your own because you're not going to be honest with everybody else. So you know, I've sat down with some like. Um, top performing Bruce agents like guys earning millions and millions of dollars a year yeah and if you ask them why they don't they do this up Ferrari da, 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 all the reasons why yeah. right? but you say but why the Ferrari or why this and you keep asking why and you keep jabbing and jabbing and jabbing why and the guy finally starts to become honest and it's like well I want freedom I want security yeah and money happens to give them freedom and security but that's not what they're chasing so yeah. if you get up in the morning you're fighting for your freedom you're fighting for security <laughs> yeah 
That's a ma- way Huge. bigger drive than just trying to chase the budget. That's depressing. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> you know, and that's what happens to me every single morning. That's what makes me jump out of bed in the morning is the fact that I go, it's that, it's that feeling. And, and yeah. I don't think you can explain that. Not properly. Not, not mm. to give it justice. I want you to try it for me. That, that <laughs> feeling, is that something that you get to or is it something that you're forever chasing? Or is it a bit of both? No, you won't get that. Yeah, so it's something you'll never really get. No, no, no yeah. not even close. Yeah. Not even close to it now. Yeah, I like that. And it changes in some ways. Yeah. Well, the, you have the, a different feeling about whatever it is, but it, it's always there. I, I'm, I'm feeling it. Speaking about it, I feel it now. Yeah. And, I, and I keep pointing to my, my stomach here because that's where it gets me. It's like... Well, it, mate, as you're talking about achievement, I'm feeling the same, same thing. It's just it's, like... Yeah. And it's interesting. You know, like, um, you... You've, you always see these these people not always but you do you, you do see these people and it's not the people that you think like you think it, they're going to be super motivated and driven and stuff but now you just sit next to somebody and you just sit in their eyes mm. and they, you can't you kind of they can't explain that it's just you just know like this person is going places and they know where they're going because mm. when you get a feeling like that it gives you a tremendous amount of clarity it gives you so much clarity. like I'll give you an example I did this uh, project in Israel. I was in the thousand, the thousand and nine, yeah. across across the deserts, uh, and I was going to do it in four, fourteen days. And as you can it's imagine, insane. stifling hot yeah. in the Negev desert, no no shade. I had to worry about hyenas, um, scorpions, snakes, all the usual stuff, right? Water, just, just the usual stuff. Usual yeah. stuff, Good. right? <laughs> water, of course, is a huge problem for me. Finding water, food, I can kind of go without. Um, day one, day one. I'm about 40 kilometers into this 85k though. And I bump into this little goat, goat, uh, what they call goat shepherd. Yeah. And say, hey, hey mate, how you going? <laughs> he actually spoke a bit of English. Yeah. He's like, hey, hello, my friend. Hey, how you going? What, what are you doing? I had shorts on, backpack. Yeah. <laughs> I said, uh, I'm, running, I'm running your national trail. It's 1,009 kilometers long. <laughs> and she looked at me like, well, why the fuck are you doing that? Freak, I see you guys. Oh, my friend, that's that's uh, that's crazy. That's really really crazy. Now I know he sounds Italian at this point. It's not. He's an Israeli guy. Um, but he uh, and I said, oh, it's not not really. Because no, it is. what 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 you do is absolutely absolutely nuts. And then all of a sudden, boom! Missile flew over our head. And boom! In the van next door. Yeah. And I'm like, holy holy crap! Yeah, that's man. insane. I was like, you think what I do is crazy? Yeah. This is a crazy situation. Yeah. And then again, another one. Boom! Boom, boom. This is day one. Yeah. 40 k's in like, oh. And this guy was kind of like, no, it's normal. It's the Middle East. Relax. No problem at all. That's such a... So, then I, yeah. so then I ran that next part of the trial really, really fast. The day after that. Understandably so. Yeah. The day after that, I wake up. One of my foot's quite swollen. Yeah. Now people say, "What's up with you, man? Like you're running these different distances." But you know, I've done I've done a few of these at yeah. this this point, so I've kind of experienced. And I was like, "Oh, that's a bit big." And I had to push the back down of my runners, like you do much. So I wore it like a croc. Yeah, it's funny. My laces were undone. Hobbled through an eighty-five k day, really bad. Got back and um, my uh, my team were like, "Wow." Yeah, what's going on? Blisters yeah. coming out. I've got some. If you look on my Instagram pages, a yuck photo of my foot. You know, skin's falling off. It's all blown up. It's disgusting. Right? Next day, they bandaged up. I get out of there again, and then um, I see hyenas. Right, so I'm chased <laughs> by hyenas. <coughs> Third day. Right, yeah. get back. Foot's really worse, way worse. Right, to the point where I really can't walk very well. Yeah. I'm trying to run at this stage, eighty-five k. Yeah. The team goes, look, we're a bit concerned about this foot because there's a red line coming up your leg now. 
well, if we think it's infected, maybe we should just rush, rush off the hospital. I just yeah. said, nah, I came in to do, to, to do a job and that's what I'm gonna do, right? Yeah. End of story, boom. Next day, chased by a tank. Right? So all these bad things are completely yeah. happening to me. The day after that, foot really bad, hobbling, can't, can't make, make the distance, R- run out of water, can't, can't even like lipstick into my mouth, like yeah. eyeball shriveling up really bad and find yeah. this kind of bit of yucky green water spewing out of the ground and just yeah. Sixth day, collapse. Yeah. But won't let me go any further, completely collapse. Luckily, it collapsed near my team, and we're rushing off to this emergency department in Jerusalem. And the doctor said to me, Dad, like, you've got this really bad foddy infection. If you, hadn't, if you hadn't come now, you probably would have been dead. Yeah, that's insane. Really, really crazy. Now, the point I'm getting at is that all that adversity, all those challenges, all those things, right? Apart from just running the distance, which is hard in, it's hard in itself, yeah. add so much stuff against me. And when I unpack that and look at that, that comes back to that need to do it, mm. a life or death moment. Yeah. The exciting thing about that is when you have that, is that I didn't see the problems. I have massive clarity. This yeah. what I'm working towards. Is fully focused and locked in on, on that. that. I mean, that's true commitment. That is bang, bang you're onto that. You don't yeah. see the challenges. You don't see the hyenas, the tanks, missiles. Like you don't, you don't have the fears. It's a very that you have. descriptive way to look at it, and I like it because like for most people, the tanks and the hyenas and the and the foot infection are all regular everyday things. Yeah, absolutely. The way you've yeah. done it is you've just gone, okay, well, here's actual hyenas and scorpions <laughs> and all that shit, yeah, yeah. and I'm just going to work yeah. through it. Yeah. yeah. So, and you just ignore those. You blindside, like you, some of you got blinkers on. Of course you're going through the pain. Of course you're feeling all, it causes all this shit happening to you, but you, you're so locked in and dark, dialed in yeah. about all that, you're just chasing that feeling so bad that that stuff is almost like non-existent. More importantly though, my team only ever said to me once, perhaps you should go to hospital. And I said to them, no, I'm yeah. here to do, to do this. And they never asked me that question again. Mm-hmm. And all they did was help so me. Left the left you, yeah. Because when you have that feeling, you help. When, you get what, when you're trying to get what you need, when you're locked in down at what you actually want, when you're going to what you do, everybody about spies into that. Mm. My team were like, this, this, is what we're doing. this is what we're doing. I don't need to question them. It's like, this is what's going to happen. Mm. So we'll, 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 we'll get on board too. Yeah. And so everybody around you benefits too. You know? And it's, I see it in business all the time. There's yeah. people have that, who find that, that pure need. Everyone else is like so inspired by them. Like that person's great. That, that chick, my boss, love my boss. It's yeah. the best thing ever. Yeah. She could she's, be a complete bitch, but... She, she, she's got the wife of the wife. She's like, boom. She's, she's so focused in that, yeah. yeah. That everything else becomes irrelevant. Yeah. What's... What's been the, we'll talk about like all the talking and, and speaking and about these experiences in a minute, but what's been the one run or experience that you look back on and you're like, yep, that was the one that's really shaped who I am? I don't think there's one. Yeah, so it's just. I don't think there's one. I mean, it's, um, well, actually, if we go back to that one I was just speaking about before, yeah. you know, in some, in some ways, the, the, I, I made a documentary in that one too. And yeah. I, well, I had to look back at the documentary to see who I was because yeah. I didn't know really what was going on. Yeah. Again, locked in so much. Yeah. There's a point in that where I hit the ground and the team run over with a camera filming it and stuff and I get choked on the back of this four-wheel drive and I'm in, I'm in tears, like really bad, like, look, yeah. really, like embarrassingly bad <laughs> Look at it. And I look at that and I go, that wasn't even the pain of this foot infection. Yeah. And it was bad. I mean, like, bad, like, rushed to hospital bad. You know? 
it wasn't it wasn't the pain of all the all the that was that moment when you, when you that's that's death that's yeah. the life or death moment yeah. we're talking about that's like I've just I've we just actually died got, here. Got to it, yeah. I've just died inside here I, I can't do this in fact it still pisses me off today that I didn't actually <laughs> do the actual record and I did, but added a date to it I'm not surprised that you're saying that like. added a date to that it's really just like damn you know because um, you know, when you've got that you can go so, so far so that's one moment but I think it's hard because there's so there's so much happened in so many different things and yeah. I don't actually think that necessarily these trails have shaped who I am or I can just life shaped who I am yeah. and this has just been a way you've expressed well desires. these trails highlight stuff yeah that stuff's already there mm. but when you take it to an extreme like that you just highlight those areas yeah and in some ways I'm thankful for that because otherwise I'm going to highlight what's happened in my life when I look back through my life I've had way more adversity than if I'm with a shotgun with a crocodile fest with a missile fight like, way, way more yeah I mean, they, they, they fell in comparison and really, you know what's that adversity and pain and suffering taught you that you now can teach others that it's it's a given. Yeah. You can't avoid it. Everyone suffers. Yeah. In fact, you can avoid it, but then you, nothing happens. <laughs> you wrap yourself up in cotton wool, but yeah. what's the point? But nothing happens. So you have to you have to endure it. Mm. You have to just accept it, and then that's hard. I'm not saying it's easy at all, but you yeah. have to, you have to accept it. Um, I think it's a case of going. What can I do to help me get through it? So it's interesting because I'm often asked by organisations to push, particularly sales teams, to say we want to push our people outside their comfort zone. And I often say that's actually quite unfair because I feel pe- most people are out, out of it. So why don't we just give them the tools to cope with it? To cope with it, yeah. Because then when you can cope with it, then you can start being more innovative, then you can be more creative, then you can have a bit more of a, vi- a vision. But right, right now, people are just treading water because mm. life's like, like that. Yeah. Particularly now because the world's constantly changing every single day. So you don't know if whatever you do today is applicable tomorrow. Yeah. It's so disruptive. Um, the demands on us are greater than ever before. We have to do more with less. We have to, we we get a, a weekend that for the best part is made up of taking kids to sport, going to other, other meetings, trying to keep our friends happy, seeing our family. Like it, it, and then you're back to work on Monday morning. And like, and uh, it's I just think, a cycle that totally perpetuates over and over again. Yeah, people are already outside the comfort zone. Yeah. Freaked out, not, no, no idea what the fuck's going on. Like completely exhausted. <laughs> And they're exhausted, mentally and physically exhausted. It's like, well, let's give people the tools to work, work, work through that, progress through that, that challenge, that adversity, that difficulty, that pain. Yeah. You know, sometimes I don't like some of these words, pain and stuff, because it's pain, but it's not really, is it? It's not like you put you, you run over by a car or something. You know? <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. What, what are those tools that you can articulate to people just through talking because obviously experiencing and, and understanding through adversity is one, like that's a tool within itself right yeah. but then actually talking to someone about your adversities and giving them learning experiences from that what are the tools that you suggest or give or I took um, I've done a few of these trails and then what I did was uh, I was always asked why which you started with right in the yeah. podcast and I could never answer the question because you can't answer it like we said you can't answer it correctly yeah so I used to make, make it up or just tell people what, what they wanted to hear which is completely like bullshit yeah. <laughs> so what I decided to do is go and find out find out why so I went and researched this whole um, with a whole bunch of psychological experts 
quite fitting, some people think, but um, <laughs> from sports psychologists, clinical, um, everything you can imagine, like right, right across the country, right to the point where I did this thing called past life regression therapy. Okay. You've ever heard of that? No, talk me through For it. For those people that don't know what that is, that's when you get hypnotized. It sounds hectic. And you go back into the life before the life you have today. Okay. Right. Whatever yeah. if you're into that. <laughs> but apparently I was a horse. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I was kind of, kind of happy about that for some reason. I've been wearing tighter jeans since then. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. Um, so I did this 360 approach. I wanted to figure out why. I'm trying to find out why I might be really depressed. Yeah. I said, this is ridiculous. And some, most of the experts said, doesn't matter. Mm. Just because. Yeah. That's, that, that's okay. Just because. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that answer. Yeah. So then I went, okay, well then, how has this everyday guy did, did, done this? Because as you know, you know me. I'm, this, I'm not. Yeah. Not, I don't consider myself being an athlete, an adventurer, some sort of freak. Like, yeah. well, they're just labels we give ourselves, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm just this. I'm just an everyday person. I don't enjoy the running part. <laughs> I'm not super lean. I'm not like Steve Monaghetti. I'm not that lean Kenyan athlete you think of. Like I'm probably yeah. a chunkier guy. In fact, I came just kicking the legs over. Last week I came off a stage in Singapore. Yeah. And uh, a lady came, came up to me. She says, oh, "Richard, you're right." You don't look like a runner. You don't look like an adventurer. Says you look more like a retired boy band member <laughs> with the hair and stuff. That's actually a great call. I thought it was a great call too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I so I did all, I did all this research and I tried to figure out okay well then how how I done it and when I when really what it comes down to is that it's all about adaptability. Mm. Just adapt into situations because you can't change them. Yeah. So you just need to adapt to them. So it's understanding what you can control. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and there's different little tools and different situations where where, where I, I do that. Yeah. Um, but for the best part, you can actually predict, most people can actually predict what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. To understand. Yeah. Meaning that yeah, I, I know when I decide to go and run 5,000 plus kilometers, <laughs> that at some stage, I'm probably not going to give up. And your feet are probably going to get sore. And they're going to be sore. <laughs> and I'm going to be tired. And I'm going to be pissed off. And I'm not going to be bothered. And there's a whole, I mean, the list goes on, right? Yeah. You can ask a five-year-old what would happen if, and they'd tell you the same thing. Yeah. Like, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to work, work yeah. that out. The cool thing is, is that if you are honest with yourself and go, okay, I've got this day ahead, right? I'm on a diet. Let's take it back to your to your listeners. I'm on, I'm on a diet. Mm. Lucky's time I've got to be on the diet. And I know it's Christine's birthday today, <laughs> Friday in the office. Mate, I tell them to treat themselves. Well, and there's going to be cake, right? Yeah, 100%. You know that. And you know, if it's cake, I'm probably going to fucking eat it. Right? Yeah. You know that. Well, if you know that, why are you doing something about it now? Yeah. Why don't you in advance go, okay, what am I going to do to make sure I don't eat the cake? <laughs> yeah. Do I re- yeah. remove myself from the room? Do I... Called lucky up and about do, do we cake? Do I bring some? Do we bring some now? Have yeah. water? Do, what what is it? Right. Mm. The interesting thing is when you start doing that enough, be honest with yourself and the, and the challenges you're going to come up against. Mm. When something comes up that you can't predict, by default you're already prepared for it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So if you go back to I mentioned about the shotgun, the road star. Mm. When a farmer stuck a shotgun in my mouth in the middle of nowhere, and said to me, "I'm about to blow your brains out." Yeah. What what do you do in that moment? <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't prepare for that moment. <laughs> no, you right? can't. I can't predict that. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go for a run and what might happen is, like, you can't predict that. <laughs> but what happens is because I predict most of my day, the fears, the anxieties, the, the procrastination, all the things that potentially will, will happen, at that moment, I'm actually more prepared than I think I am. Yeah. That's true resilience. Yeah. Now I can be resilient because I, I, I'm actually... I, that's a really funny situation because when I unpacked that with the psychologist, they basically said that I, want, I didn't even mention the fact that I was scared or freaked out. I was actually really quite calm about it. I'm kind of cool. I cracked a few jokes. And, <laughs> no, I, just, well, I, I guess it's one of those 
when you're completely resigned to the things that are in, in your control and the things that aren't, that kind of situation is just another, you know, another scorpion or another pack of hyenas. Like it's just yeah, something well, else just, you've got to work through. Yeah, and you do all those little, all those things that you've kind of trained yourself to do day to day. They all just come into action. They even know about it. It does make me a hero, by the way. I'm not saying yeah. I'm a hero because I just cruised through it and I was all happy <laughs> and oh yeah, F- far from it. Yeah. The point is that when you acknowledge your reality. When something comes along that you cannot plan and you weren't prepared for, you actually will be prepared just by, by default. Mm. I think that's an important one, right? Acknowledging reality. So many, so many of us find find excuses or reasons or make up these stories in our head as to why something can't happen or why it shouldn't happen or why it's happened a certain way. And that kind of stops us from being able to see it for the way it really is. Yeah. And I think that ability to stop, take a breath, assess the situation and, and what's actually truthful, what's actually real allows us to assess and then make a step forward and not get stuck. Yeah. Well, you got sometimes it can work in two ways though, right? Yeah. So you've got a goal you want to head for and people say, oh, I have these big audacious hairy goals and oh yeah, that's, that's, that's all great. Until <laughs> yeah. what? You've got to get out of bed early tomorrow morning. You've <laughs> yeah. got to restrict yourself. And, and we'll do it again the next day and then do and it again, the next day. And again, and again, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, that's, that, so it doesn't work because you're not accepted between point A and point, point B. You need to figure that bit out. Yeah. Right? On the other side of things, sometimes when you look at that point A to point B and all the struggling that, you go, fuck that. Mm. Yeah. Which tells me that the reason for doing it is not the right reason. Yeah. Because what happens is, as we said before, when you need it, that bit doesn't matter. Yeah. When you really. But when it. you look at that reality and you start questioning, oh, actually, I don't want to do it. But yeah. that, uh, then you didn't really want it in the first place. Mm. But you still question, even if that reason's there, right? Like there would have been times during your runs, you know, especially that that thousand nine k one, where you're just like, you know, what the fuck am I doing? What? Did you tell yourself or what thought process did you go through well, when, when no, you were... I think, I think you say that, but yeah. you don't actually mean that. Yeah, so it's like yeah. conscious versus subconscious yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... I also load myself up with a massive amount of accountability. Like ridiculous amounts of accountability. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm accountable to so many people. And that works in two ways for me. It help, It's massive, massive amount of support. Yeah. But it's also a massive amount of pressure. Yeah. Now, for the best part, of course, I'm in isolation. I'm out, I'm out there alone. It's like a trade-off, right? Like, the more accountable you are to someone else and the more you don't want to let them down, the more support you'll probably get for, from them and vice versa. Yeah, well, some people are, who I'm accountable to wouldn't know that I make them. Yeah. They're yeah, accountable yeah. people. So if you think of um, uh, a, a funnel, right, and at the pointy end of the bottom is you, you are on your lonesome, right? Yeah. I think if you were to go about something yourself, you, you, you do struggle. Yeah, like it's definitely, definitely gonna be harder. Yeah, I think if you go up that funnel, you can add, keep adding layers. So for me, my first point of call is always, well, I'm doing this for the people I love. I'm doing it, you know, my, I'm accountable to my family, yeah. my partner, my family. The next level up is probably my, my friends. Oh, my friends is going to do this. Yeah, they're, they're with me. Boom. Yeah. The next level up then is for me could be things like more well, sponsors. I got sponsored to do this. Boom. Yeah, funders. Boom. The charity. And it goes up online community, and the list goes up and up and up. And that end, ends up being a massive amount of pressure on that point at the very bottom. Mm. I've got all that pressure on my shoulders. Yeah. Feeling obligated to carry out what I said I was going to do. Mm. Now, when I was going to speak to leaders and organizations, they will say to me, but 
I've got enough fucking pressure as it is, mate. I can't <laughs> more pressure on my back. Yeah. I, mean? I said, but if you flip the funnel upside down <laughs> to the point of it's at the top, you're standing on top of a mountain of people that yeah. believe in you and support you. I like that a lot. And that's extremely powerful. It's, a, it's an incredible analogy. That's very cool. Super powerful. Like, yeah. it's super, super powerful. So, you know, as much as I feel obligated to do it, I'm also feeling, well, I'm, I'm supportive. People believe yeah. in me. Yeah. They want to, they want me they to want achieve. To, they want to see me succeed, yeah. And it doesn't always have to be big things like I have. It doesn't have to be like, I don't like community, the sponsors and stuff, and the, char- the charity. Like, one of the most powerful people in my accountability list, for normal, whatever you call it, yeah. pyramid, <laughs> is a little boy I met doing the Australia Trail. I've done about 4,000 about 4,000 kilometers at this point. Yeah. And I was asked to come into this little primary school and do a presentation, right? So I came off the trail, went into this primary school, and they, they were just young kids, I can't remember, maybe the oldest was seven or something. Yeah. I just spoke about the animals and metal on the way, you know, <laughs> wild dogs and all sorts of kangaroos and stuff. And then um, it was kind of, I think they did a little charity event. It was like, wear red day or something. So all the kids were in red. Yeah. And they paid $2, and that $2 was going to go to the charity office point at the time. Yeah. So I finished the little presentation off. I was about to leave because I didn't need to get back on the trail because I'm trying to be the fastest and stuff. Um, and uh, this little boy ran, ran up to me and gave me an envelope and said, there you go, mister. I was like, oh, thanks. And he ran off. Yeah. I said, oh, okay, it's the $2, the charity thing. So I go out into the car park and this lady came up to me and she said, uh, oh, did you, get, could you, could you get your envelope? I said, yeah, I did, thanks. Um, can you say, can you, can you say thanks to the principal? Because I can't see her anywhere and I've got to get back on the trail. You know, yeah. The day's running out. She goes, what? From the principal? That envelope you got, you got in your hand there? I said, yeah. She goes, that's not from the principal. That's from my son, Jack. Did yeah. my, that, that little boy over there give it to you? I said, yeah. She goes, and that's Jack. He, he, when the school said that you were going to come and speak two months ago, yeah. he followed you on Facebook and stuff and he was like, I, I want to help Richard out. I that's want to help this charity out. And when I opened that envelope, had like, Seven dollars fifty in it or something. He had been saving up his pocket money, washing cars, and saved up seven dollars fifty awesome. to give me that. That still gives me. That makes my skin yeah. crawl. Brings my hairs on the back of my neck, kind of stuff. Yeah. How? Of course, he goes into my list. Yeah. How can I not go and push myself through stuff when some little seven-year-old kid? Yeah. Could save all of his money at seven dollars <laughs> fifty for me. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the little people like that can be powerful, really powerful. That's probably the most powerful seven dollars fifty going around. That's huge. Well, to the point where a week later, I was standing on the <coughs> banks of the, da- the Daintree River. Yeah. Um, everyone knows what Daintree River is famous for, right? Mm. M- mother-in-laws. That crocodile. Yeah. Um, no, I, got I got it. I got it. You just didn't want to laugh in case you were listening. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, yeah, at that, that point right there, like, do you cross, yeah. do you not cross, do you lose my legs? And, and that you came, go, came to your mind. Things like that come to your mind. Yeah. Like, how can I not? It's huge. Talk to me about your, your speaking gigs and how you translate all of the stuff that you've done and experienced to, you know, a room full of people waiting to hear something inspirational or magical. Profound. <laughs> Profound. Good word. I think it's really about being inspirational and motivational. I think inspiration and motivation is all around us. You just have to open up your Instagram feed and you'll just go, there we go, there's motivation. There's someone doing cool shit. It doesn't help anybody. Yeah. It's there. It's everywhere. Yeah. Look on any any social feed. It's it's all around us. Hundred percent. I don't think motivation, and inspiration really helps many people. It might help you right now. Oh, it's so amazing. Yeah. And he, I might go speak to him for an hour. Oh, great. And then what happens? I'm Monday morning back in the office. Back to this. Nothing changes. Yeah. Um. It, to me, I, I there's there's eight tools that I came up with through yeah. the research that I did. 
anything did finish that off. So that research, yeah. I ended up figuring out how. And we, I came up with these, these eight tools. Uh, and I call it like a multi-tool, right? So like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Use what you, what you need when you need and it. when you need it. Get you out of any emergency. All adventurers have it. You can slip it in your pocket. You have it as and when you need it. Um, and I give those those principles, those tools to people. Yeah. But not all of them, because you can't share eight in an hour presentation. Yeah. You just can't. But what you do is is you go well. What's what's it, what's the presentation about? Leadership, sales, like a whole bunch of different mm-hmm. things. And what's the challenges challenges that that you have? And then I can take two, three, four of those principles and, and share those to help people get through the challenges that they have in that particular role or organization or whatever's going on. Um, so it's really about giving people some tools and strategies they can use. Yeah. There's no point in me just giving, I did this and that makes me amazing and, and you can cool. do it too. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's just, it's not going to help. Yeah. So you, 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 need the, you need the tools and you need the strat- look strategies to, to be able to use. Now, that doesn't mean that most people use it because they just don't. That's just the way life is. But you know, for me, it's like you got to give people something that they can, some takeaway they can actually use. 100%. Does it mean it's going to work for you? Not necessarily. Um, yeah, just because someone's got yeah. a hammer, it doesn't mean they're going to use it. No, it's just the way I, I did it, and I think you know I often say to people that it doesn't mean you have to do it this way. You just just maybe just think about it. Maybe there's a different angle on it. It's the yeah. same thing, different angle. And when I look at the sort of the principles that I've I've used and the tools I've used, they just they. If I look at other speakers, look at other uh, people that deliver workshops and that, it's the same stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. not really, it's, I'm not magical. It's the same stuff. I've just got a completely different experience. The way I've experienced it is completely different. The way I've used it is a little bit different. Yeah. And that's really what's all around it. Like, no one's that, it's no magic formula. It's been the same since caveman years. It's not going to change. It's just yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. It's exactly just doing it. Like, basically, like for me, that just comes down to action. And the people that are successful, and whatever the fuck that word means to everyone, but mm. people that are successful, quotation marks, are the people that, like I said, figure out what the, why they want something, and then why they, why they why why the why is, and then take action to to get there and do things. People that yeah. sit on their hands are the people that, you know, are forever searching for that. Yeah, yeah, you're someone that's been able to just do it. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but, let, but let me just say that that doesn't mean that I don't still not do stuff. Yeah, oh, I think that's the misconception people think. They think if someone's he's a doer. successful, he only well, achieved something that that they just didn't have any fear and they just did stuff. And I know I spoke about not having fear when you, but, but yeah. you still experience all that stuff. Like yeah. you, it's not, it's never easy. Mm. So at the start, you still got that. Yeah, voice. I get punched in the face every day. Yeah, yeah you still got that voice in your head. Totally. All the time. And, and as someone who doesn't like, doesn't like running, <laughs> I love that so much. It's such a, it's such an interesting thing. But it's so many people who do, you know, no one's obviously done the same things you've done, but do things like that will have the same sentiment. It's just like I don't love this. This is just my way of expressing that. Like running's the your flavor for expressing your desire to achieve. It's the work component. Mm. Do you know that saying, if you work your passion, you never work another day in your life? <laughs> I'm tipping you work your passion. Yeah, and it's fucking hard. <laughs> but the best, but your, the passion bit is probably 5% yeah. of the stuff you have to do. The rest yeah. is paperwork, sales stuff, tax, all the bullshit that you hate. Yeah. Hate, right? Well, that's work. Yeah. And that's, the, that's, run, life, that's right? the running component for me. Yeah. The actual running part, hate. 
Yeah. You know, what people say, well, why choose that? I didn't. Mm. I didn't yeah. choose it. Yeah, you just started doing it. It just chose me. I just, it, I have to do it. It's just, I hate the fact that it's running. <laughs> I wish it was yeah. like competitive ironing or something. But it's not, <laughs> right? It's running. And I hate Extreme that. Extreme ironing. I hate that. Because yeah. now I feel like I've got this life where I have to go out and run. Yeah. I have to get up at 4.30 this morning and get just get half an hour before I came down here. And then yeah. Because I'm the running person. That's what I should do. And, yeah. and, and to be honest, my angle's a little bit different now. I'm, I'm heading towards other stuff. I guess in my in my life and in my career, if you want to call it that, yeah, that really doesn't involve running because I don't. I think I'm done with it. I'm just, yep. I don't care if I get fat. I'm gonna call the podcast. I don't care if I get fat. I don't care if I get what? Fat. So what is what does your week look like at the moment? What is a regular like? It's probably not a regular week because you do a bunch of different stuff. But yeah, yeah. what does your regular week look like? Uh, in what regard? Do you want like a minute by minute, hour yeah, by hour? Like, what are you spending the next week doing? <coughs> you're intending to do it is probably a little different to what you're actually we're going to do. But well, what have you spent the last week doing, and what what was the plan for the next couple of weeks? Okay, well, my obviously my business is speaking to organisations, mm. right, and that varies dramatically in how much you travel around the country each week. Yeah. From once in a week, but three times in a week. Yeah. Um. So that takes a lot of time, believe it or not. And then you have to tailor your material for a particular organisation. Yeah. And that takes a lot of preparation. People think often that speaking's easy. It is if you just want to go and turn an adventure story and just keep it the same every single time and just offer some inspiration. But if you want to add value, it's... But if yeah. you want to dig in deep and fix some problems and help people out, then you, you really need to sit down with them and, and, and really figure out what, how, what that is and then say, okay, how does my principles relate to that? Uh, learning their language and understanding... Because obviously, if I go and present, for example, to NAB, which I've done, right, and then the following week I present to Peter's ice cream <laughs> to the sales team, yeah, did completely different language. Hundred percent. The problems might be very similar, yeah. believe it or not, but the language around that's completely different. So I have to learn an industry language or earn an organisation's language and the yeah. way they they word stuff, so I can word that in my presentation. Yeah. So then I understand them better. Um, so a lot of my stuff is preparation. Rehearsing, speaking to myself at home, home office. Yeah. The neighbours just think speaking to other <laughs> Well, you don't, you don't become proficient at something if you don't sit there and practice, right? Totally, totally. So I have to tell the stories again, and sometimes I'll remove stuff, I add stuff. I mean, this week I'll be on the phone with a, a fellow speaker of mine who lives up in the Gold Coast, and I just said, I've got this new idea, listen to this, whack it on Skype, yep. 10 minute telling the story, and change that, do this, keep that. So a lot, lot, lot of preparation. And then to find the work, obviously, it's like any business, you know. I've got sales stuff, marketing stuff, mm. um, doing workshops, creating video content for yep. clients, a um, whole bunch of stuff. And then on top of that, um, I have to go and deliver, which is the hard bit. Yeah. And then, um, so that's business kind of stuff. Then I'm running every day, if I can. Yeah. And that becomes increasingly difficult if you're traveling. Of course. Um, I am... I do a lot of writing. I write for a few adventure map magazines. Cool. Um, and that is, I find that really hard actually. Yeah. Really, really hard. It takes time. Is it to just, words, do you find the like expressing and getting the message across is the hard part? The hard part for me is that I, my brain runs a million miles an hour, which people would have, would, would know by now. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a, uh, I got a, um, I guess a compliment at the same time as a bit of negative, not negative feedback, but some feedback. Where a pretty senior guy for an organisation I was working with said, "Mate, you are like you got like a genius brain." 
I said, thanks. I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, he said, because you can think from top to bottom in the same thought, <laughs> yeah. which is really, really good thing to have. Mm. Like you can think from top to bottom of something because you, uh, you can understand it very quickly yeah. and then and you're filling all, filling all the gaps. The difficulty is that the person you're telling can't fill in the gaps. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So what hap- around with you. Yeah. So what happens is when I'm writing, yeah. I have to get really, really make myself be really, really simple. Yeah. Explain stuff, but at the same time, you can't over-explain stuff because you don't have the amount of words to be able to. Do yeah. That. Yeah. And you want to get your point across. Yeah. Nice and succinctly. And I think also in my, I mean, academically at school, I felt miserable, miserably felt bad, yeah. really bad. Even to the point now where I write stuff on Facebook and people say it's it's there, not there. You know, it's, 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 or two, not two. You know, like yeah, yeah. I, I don't care. Yeah. But, you know, like it, and I think I, I in my own mind, I'm, I make it probably more difficult difficult for myself because of that. Right? So I'm constantly looking through like a thesaurus to to go, okay, what do I, what do I mean by this word? Yeah. Because that's I think that's proper writing should be like that. Use the right words and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of that kind of stuff, and um, yeah, still running, mate. Still getting out there, Good. doing the love-hate relationship that I yeah. have this running thing. Mate, it's a very interesting relationship. Um, and then just working on new projects. So next week, um, I mean, in, in Japan, but there's obviously a lot of bad stuff happening. There's stuff going on there at the moment, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's a holiday, and it was going to be a holiday and a work trip. Now it's just going to be a holiday. But yeah. um, there was a. Uh, some monks there, some ma- they're called the, ma- ma- the marathon monks yeah. of Mount Hier. Um, yeah, they basically run a, mar- a marathon a day around a mountain for a thousand days. Yeah, good. It's a more traditional <laughs> game. That's huge. Yeah. And if you complete that, and I think there's only been like 58 people since the year 700 yeah, that have done it. They've ever completed it. Yeah. Uh, with two of those people doing it twice. As you do. Because you knock it over once, you're just like, you know what I feel like doing? I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Um, anyway, there's a whole backstory on that because they, they, there's limited food, they have other jobs to do, work stuff. It's pretty, yeah. their, their outfits are just insane, little sandals made of rope and stuff. And yeah. Crazy. Um, but basically, if they complete that, they become a modern, um, a kind of a modern day saint. They become enlightened, yeah. apparently. Apparently. So I was kind of intrigued in that because I feel yeah. like in some ways I've kind of done the same thing. Maybe I'm enlightened too. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, hundred percent. Why not? Um, but then, what what what's enlightenment anyway? <laughs> I could be enlightened, enlightened today with a new thought or something. Else. <laughs> yeah. And so it isn't. Yeah, you wake up feeling like it's not like you. Ah. There's a light. <clears throat> no, there's just a light that follows you around all day, right? Mm-hmm. And then you stop and you hear that. Hear that. Ah. Yeah, yeah angels. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. Let's look. Let's. Uh, so yeah, some other little projects I'm working on. I was going to do some writing on them. I was hoping to do a little doco with those guys, but that's been canned because of the uh, the, the typhoon and stuff that's happened there. Yeah. Um. So I'm just going to go and relax. Awesome. Hopefully. Good. Um. But man, there's all sorts, all sorts of stuff going on. Heaps of cool shit. I've got heaps of heaps of ideas. The the challenge is not doing them. The challenge is going do what I really want to do. Yeah. And we go full circle again. Come back and I go. If I'm honest with myself, I like the idea of that. Yeah. I never achieve that. Yeah. How how do you discern between the ideas that you like the idea of and the ones you actually do? Um, because I don't feel I don't feel it. Mm. I yeah. like the idea of something and I can fantasize about it. Yeah. Remember, oh, it'd be great. This would be good. Oh, I'd love that. And that's that. that's that's what I call a head goal. Mm. But we want is a heart goal. Yeah. We go. Oh, I'm going not I would like to do that but I want, I'm going to do that I have to do that yeah so you're going to be from, from head to heart when it comes to goals 
because the head goals are just stuff you found. It's all great. Sounds good. Awesome. Yeah. Feels good, but it's not really feeling good. Yeah, you mm. got to. It's got to come from the heart, you know. And people call that passion or whatever. Mm, I'm a little bit against that. It's probably one of those hard to. I don't like that word. Hard to articulate. Well, I don't like that word because it's overused. Yeah, I don't like anything that's overused. Mm. Well, I think it gets pulled out of context. That's the problem. It's not like when things start to get overused, they get pulled out of context, and people say you got to be passionate. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm passionate about my life. Yeah, but it doesn't make me get to where I want to go yeah. just because I'm passionate. Yeah. I'm, See, yeah. if we come back again to the shotgun moment. That morning, I woke up motivated, inspired, passionate, ready to kill it. I'm 4,000 Ks in, got 1,500 Ks left. Yeah. Boom, I'm pumped until when? The yeah. guy says, I'm going to blow your fucking brains out. Talk, talk me through that story. Like You've touched on it a few times, but what actually happened? What happened? Yeah. I shot myself something. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Thanks. Right, moving on. <laughs> um, that's what happened then. Well, okay. So, as I mentioned before, yeah, I was... 4,000 k's in or something like I don't know the exact distance but let's say 4,000 k's to in a 5,500 k run and I'm used to spending a lot of time on my own I do have a, t- a team a small team that looks after me but I can yeah. see them every day or every week depending on where the access is on the trail yeah. you know, which means I'm very self-sufficient don't see people I talk to kangaroos and I talk to <laughs> wild pigs and trees and stuff you know because yeah. um, I have to, to get myself through it yeah. so I haven't seen my team for a week pretty tired mm. run for 4,000 kilometers mentally yeah. physically a little bit beaten up hungry yeah. ran out of food a bit thirsty I woke up this morning um, it's actually the last day to get to the team so I was yeah. pretty, that, that excited me I was like yes interaction yeah so I was pumped I got up boom got up early so I made my way across the hills and the mountains and then I, uh, I got to the brow of this one hill and I saw this little kind of stone humpy hut whatever you want to call it yeah with some smoke balloon out of the top people Hey, oh my God, this is great. Interaction, I need to speak to somebody. Yeah. And it's always exciting when you meet people who live in the wilderness. Yeah. It's just a whole... You just a different kind of human. Wow, yeah. yeah. Just, well, they're not really human. That's interesting. <laughs> um, so as I approach this, this little shack thing, pretty excited, all of a sudden, this like pig hunting dog came bolting at me. Yeah. Like really aggressive. Like... Argh! It was frothing at the mouth, had a big scar down its face, yeah. and whipped off my back, backpack and I was bending it off my backpack yeah. chewing into my backpack I was like yeah oh, you know, I was shouting at it yeah. now the corner of my eye I saw a guy chopping up some wood with an axe yeah. in the distance and I was like hey hey trying to get his attention this dog and he he did and he dropped yeah. his axe and he obviously picked up picked up a shotgun and he came he came he came bolting toward, towards me and this yeah. dog chewing on my backpack aggressively and yeah. the first thing he shouts out is Fluffy be quiet like, he, he calls a dog like that Fluffy yeah. you know, this thing whimpers off sits next to him um, and then he said to me, and he just shoved the shotgun up to me and said, who are you? I said, um, Richard Bowles, who are you? <laughs> and then he just shoved the shotgun closer yeah. towards me and says, no, who are you and what are you doing here? I said, well, I'm Richard Bowles and I'm running five and a half thousand kilometers across the Great Divine Range. <laughs> yeah. That sounds wild. Yeah. Like, of course you're lying. Yeah. Uh, and then he pushed it in the side of my face. He says, I was, who, who, are, who are you and what are you doing here? aggressively like aggressively yeah. this shotgun stuff in the side of my face I said Richard Bowles yeah we're in this national trail that's why I'm here in my shorts and t-shirt <laughs> and nowhere and we back yeah and, yeah and we're trying to do this and he then he ran in my mouth and said I'm going to blow my brains out who the fuck are you and what are you doing here I said um, I'm doing it for charity would you like to donate <laughs> <laughs> good 
who are you? What are you doing here? Like F bombs, yeah. bomb, 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 bomb. Rammed it in my throat. I, can, I still can just feel that, you know, that cold barrel on my lips and just yeah. that smell of gunman or just freaks you out. And uh and he just shit at my mouth. And then I just we're just having this sort of backwards and forwards. Who are you? I was trying to explain yeah. and just and, and but kind of Casually, I wasn't like I'm, I wasn't scared. I don't remember being scared. I don't yeah. remember being aggressive. Just like oh, I'm this guy. I'm doing charity. Da, da, da. Just, yeah. And then just went on like ping ponged like that for a while with this shotgun round my mouth, trying, trying to mumble these words to him. And then at the corner of my other eye, I noticed he had a bit of an orchard behind this kind of wooden shack that he had. So yeah. I just said, "Hey man, I like your orchard." <laughs> and he took the gun out of my mouth and he goes, "Do you know what, pal? I've been growing those mandarins for a while now. Would you like to try one?" <laughs> That's I said, yeah, sure. Yeah, love, love, love one, love one. Best mandarin you've ever had? Yeah. No, well, the funny thing is, he went and picked these mandarins off the trees for us, and he's peeling his off and shoving them in his mouth, and it was, it was so excited. Yeah. So, oh, man, they've been blessed this year. They're sweeter than they've ever been. Look how orange they are. And mm, 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 mm. Meanwhile, I'm feeding mine to Fluffy, yeah. the, the wild dog thing. It's <laughs> uh, like the poison apple story, I thought. Like, he's probably poisoned me or something. And then he told me all about this mandarins, and then he put his arm around me and goes, anyway, my old, my old, my old pal, he, down in my shack there, there's a bit of a gate. It's a locked gate. Just throw yourself over there, head down there, and he goes, and you'll be on, be on your way on the trail. So see, thanks, man. See you later. So glad I bumped into you. Awesome. Shook hands. And I jogged over, and I shook my leg, <laughs> shook my leg over this and gate. Ran, ran pretty fast. Well, no, I shook my leg over the gate, yeah. and he goes, anyway. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go, guys. It's not me you need to be scared of. It's my neighbour. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Jesus Christ. So I tiptoed. Yeah, I didn't run as fast as I could. I tiptoed <laughs> for 25 kilometres to get out to my team. Did you find him on Facebook when you got home? No, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no, it's, um, look, I don't, it, had you, I mean, uh, it's hard to articulate that, yeah. right? but um, what, what happened there, but it, really what it came down to, what I, what I figured out, what happened is that I put so many things in place, day in, day out, yeah. They, that I was actually more prepared for that than I thought mm. and you become massively resilient and all these little things just the yeah. way I deal, deal with fear kicks into place anxiety kicks into place keeping you calm and when you when you face with these crazy moments like that and these life-threatening moments to some extent but um, when you face with those shotgun moments in your life when you need to make a decision it, it becomes very easy because when you start doing this enough you become it's almost like you're about to fly above yourself like a helicopter and you can see what's going on yeah. what it is so you can yeah. keep keep you calm yeah. and you can see where you want to go and you know why you're going the situation there. before you react yeah and yeah. you're just able to, to deal with it in the right way mm. but the problem often is, is that we get confronted with stuff and we just go Ugh, and we lose our shit it's like we get yeah. all, gets all, all, all too hard so we end up retreating or just not bothering or giving up or whatever yeah um, but for me it was like all that stuff all these little tools clicked yeah, into place and I was able to keep quite calm and figure a way to, to get through it you know it's an incredible story you know you can be yeah it's, it's wild it's, <laughs> it's just, when I think about it now it's just like really really wild yeah. and it got my head blown off good by a garbage shotgun yeah, one more question for you yeah no if, I'm not single <laughs> <laughs> if this is that you find with you yeah good <laughs> if this is the last time the last time you ever saw me, what's one piece of tangible information you give me to live the rest of my life with? I'm just going to life lucky. <laughs> get one. You have to get one first. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be tangible, we have to get yeah. one. No, um, of course we're joking. Um, I, 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 mate, I don't think almost impossible question to answer, I think. I think we're all so yeah. different. That, um, what, do you, what do you leave somebody? What do you mm. leave your kids with? I mean, how do you... Yeah. 
And I was on the deathbed. People ask that. From your deathbed. Oh, well, if you were an 80 man, 80 year old man in a rocking chair on your veranda, <laughs> that kind of an analogy, and yeah. what would you, what, what would you want your life to be? What do you want people to think of you? So I don't know. People are going to think what they want to think about. Yeah. Not what I want to think. Yeah. Yeah, but if you did, but, but I don't know if we're going to get there. But there's that know. ability to control what you can control coming in. Because you're just like, well, I don't know. I can't do anything about it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but if you were going to die this week, <laughs> this is this is classic one. Um, actually, I, someone I went and had uh, after some of this stuff. I had some tr- troubling times in my life, you know, mm. just with some things going on uh, in a work relationship, a whole bunch of stuff happening. Yeah. And I went and spoke to someone about it. Like, I'm just losing my shit here. Yeah. Speak to and the guy asked that question. Look, Rich. Yeah. If you had a week to live, or two weeks to live, unfortunately, if that was going to happen, I hope it doesn't. But if it didn't happen, <laughs> I hope it doesn't. What would you want to happen? Yeah. I said it's a stupid question. Yeah. He says, why? I said, because I know what I know why you're asking him. If I had a week to live, I'd break all the rules. Yeah. I'd care, I'd speed. Yeah. I'd probably go rob a bank, get some money, Treat go party, I'd get drunk all the time, I'd probably do drugs I've never tried before. I'd do a whole do you know what I mean? You just experience I'd go shit. off, I'd just have sex with anybody, men, women, animals, I don't care. Do you know what I mean? Like Good. like to a point where it's like that's a stupid question. Yeah. So I think sometimes not that your question's stupid, mm-hmm. but I think Sometimes there's questions are like, oh, I don't know, what do you what do you leave somebody? Yeah. yeah, this is the one thing you must do. Like, there's a bunch of things you gotta do. Yeah, it's good. not one thing. Um, but I think you look. I think if if anything, if we're gonna have something, I think that fear is a big thing, a massive thing actually. Mm. And it comes in different forms. Fear. It's not just like oh, I'm scared of the dark. But <laughs> you know, just just the ability not to take a step forward. You need to always take a step forward. Regardless if the guy's got a gun in your face, you need to take a step forward. Even if he says don't. And I'm using that as an analogy, by the way, not a mm. physical thing. Yeah. I think you just need to do it. Mm. Regardless, don't overthink it. Just always take a step forward. Always. Yeah. And if it's the wrong move, it's the wrong move. At least you found out it was the wrong move. Mm. Yeah, it's better than being frozen in fear and yeah. standing there and never knowing. You, you've got to always be running. Mm. You know, even if you hate it, <laughs> um, you've always got to be running. And you know, people will often decide they're going to let's say let's take a business. I'm going to start to do a business, and people will go, "What I'm going to do is I'm going to take take it a step at a time to make sure it works and that kind of stuff." Yeah. I'm kind of, kind of the opposite. Down, go. Why don't you run full speed? Because yeah. either way, it's going to work out or it's not going to work mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Fix your why don't you way. find out sooner? Yeah. Rather than take three months to find out it's not going to work, why don't you find out in the first few weeks? <laughs> yeah. And that happened in my in my current relationship when we met. Yeah. Is that we met and pretty much off the bat, moved in, everything was going hard. It yeah. freaked her the hell out. Yeah. It's like, this is so, so fun. I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, May as well know. if it's not going to work, now we're going to find out. Yeah. Otherwise, we can date for three years and then go, actually, this yeah. isn't, work, isn't working. Yeah. But if we just go full... So guns, just, guns just an immersive, intent, like kind of intensive thing where you're just like, let's figure it out one way or another. It, it's going to, mm. you know, if you if you put a, a a wine barrel, whiskey barrel, gin barrel, <laughs> gin barrel, um, you know, if you stop stuffing enough of gin, it, it's yeah. going to crack. If there's, if there's cracks there, it's going to start spilling out. Yeah. You know? And that's the way I kind of see it. It's just like, go fully hard into it yeah. and find out because you're going to find it anyway I like that I like that a lot how can people find out about you listen <coughs> read watch um, hear from you find me on Tinder um, good no, you can't actually you can't no, I shouldn't say that. damn it 
Damn it. Grinder? Uh, Grinder. <laughs> yeah. What's the other one? There's be a few more. Oh, no, no. Don't tell me that, you know. Oh, mate. <laughs> long term committed relationship. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Long, long term. Um, just just Google me. Yeah. Just put Richard Biles into Google. It all comes up. Cool. Um, yeah, all the fakes come up for stuff. Yeah. You know, for surname B O W L E S. Good. Um, there's a whole bunch of little videos out there I'm not that proud of them because some of them are just diary entries for the day when I've been out in the world wilderness and they just they bore the shit out of me yeah, <coughs> yeah it's, hard, it's hard to probably capture all the shit you've done on a video I think you just can't, yeah there's so much there's so much in that thought about writing a book You're kind of half in the process of that good um, and it's something I hate so I know I need <laughs> I have, so I have to do it because yeah. I hate it yeah um, the, the for a long while it's been difficult to write because my thoughts around certain things would shift so I'd, I'd write something about a particular idea and a principle that I had and then I'd go but actually now this other thing happened in my life and I think differently about that now because it makes it really really hard yeah um, but now I'm to a point where I'm pretty solid in my in the things that I have and they've not really changed and the principles kind of stay the same um, it's just who's it for now who do I actually write it for and yeah. you know some something tells me that it should probably be business based because that's my work area you know yeah. um, but look business book or not business book it's all the same shit same stuff mm. you just take what you need out of it yeah 100% um, I've got a friend who buys books just on the titles yeah and he will admit that he's never going to read them really I said what are you going to read them for he goes because the title inspired me so I put it on my bookshelf yeah my bookshelf yeah, just look at the title look at the title and go it's giving me a new idea or a new thought or that's something I don't need to read it well I think some books like the idea is so simple and like simple being complex sometimes that you can look at the title and go yep I know exactly what that book's going to be about I don't have to spend 10 hours reading it when I can spend 10 hours taking action on it yeah, yeah, I don't think you need to spend. I don't know. It's hard. Depends on the book. <laughs> you know, do, they say that uh, you know, leaders read and this kind of stuff. Not all of them. I think people that like reading read. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of reading, and I do read, mm. but it takes me about ages to get through a book. Yeah. Because I just, you know, even this is good stuff in there. It's like, well, I'm going to read it before I go to bed, and then I'm going to bed because I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and just ran a hundred k's. Yeah, so plane rides is where I get in. Yeah, kind of bother if I'm not doing something else, like writing or working myself. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's um, it's always difficult. I think just a, sometimes I wonder maybe just some sort of picture quote kind of book of mine might be actually better than yeah, a good full a full blown thing. Yeah, I like that. Or to to much like the tool that I the the multi tool that I have is that you can put it in your pocket and you just flick it out on that page and boom, there's your thing that you need for that moment. Yeah. I like that. I like. I really like those picture books that are kind of like coffee table books with actual information, and they're not just photos. And that's that's not a bad way to go. Yeah, but is a coffee is a coffee table practical? Don't know. It depends how many coffees you have and field book. Where yeah, field book. Field right. book. Yeah. Field book is kind of better. There you go. Done. Sorted. Done. 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 Done